Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Our toll-free number, same as it is every weekend, it's 800-823-8255. Good morning, I am Ron Wilson, your personal yard boy. We're talking about uh, yardening, and uh, for our next uh, 30 minutes or so, we're going to do some foul language here on our show. So, Dan, please keep your finger on that dump button, because you never know what she's going to say. She happens to be our wild-winged wonder you ever see the statues of St. Francis? You know, always has a, fly, a bird or two on the shoulder or on his arm or whatever. Well, take that times 30, and that's what Monica Brubaker looks like when she's in her garden. Ladies and gentlemen, our wild winged wonder from Wild Birds Unlimited, Monica Brubaker. Good morning, Ron. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Jeez. Yeah, you've been, you've been henpecking me all week to get on get on the show well i just keep i just all all i was asking was saying you know you want to talk foul language with me (laughs) on the radio so anyway dan's got dan's got his finger on the dump button so okay watch what you say this morning so how's life how's life in the birding business it is wonderful it is wonderful yeah very busy uh lots of activity this year for sure has has it been a good summer for birds in general it has it has. Yes. Thankfully, COVID doesn't affect the birds, right? Yeah, really. I guess the, the uh, what is the uh, disease that has been spreading around? Like with chickens. Yeah, with chickens and all oh, that. Was, well, yeah. The, the, which yeah, doesn't affect is, the wild birds, uh, but I'm just saying. No, there are, yeah, that just affect the uh, the chickens. Yeah. Right. No, we don't have to worry about that. We've got conjunctivitis is something we see. Uh, I just saw a post on Facebook about somebody concerned about um, a finch with a crusty eye. 
Mm-hmm. So it's a good time. You know what? Fall is a good time to to clean your feeders thoroughly, not just in the fall. I'd like to see you do it, you know, at least every season to get them a really, really good cleaning. So it's a good time right now to do that. You know, we talk about sharpening the lawnmower, and I always say, you know, if you do it once, then not not good enough. Do it twice, okay, three times. Right. Are there are there is it you know is it good to to clean the feeders like going into each individual four seasons is that a good rate should we do it more often I than that I would say so Okay so if we I do would it- say that any time you go out and you're refilling your feeders and you see you know gunk bring just bring a brush with you you know bring something just to you know get the surface wiped down and clean and then make sure yeah quarterly that you're giving them a good, you can use a, you know, one to 10 mix. So one part uh, bleach to 10 part water and clean them really well. And then rinse them, obviously rinse them really well. And then, exactly. and then dry them. And once they're dry, get them dry back them. up again. Is it, right. I mean, don't you have, even have some feeders that you can put in your dishwasher? Oh yeah. Heck yeah. I would say put, you know, just about any feeder, top rack anyway, you know, you don't want plastic parts melting, but um, that's not yeah, a good thing through the cycle. No. no. <laughs> and then rinse them, you know, again, I, I do a double rinse maybe out of the dishwasher, but yeah, you bet. A double rinse out of the dishwasher. Yeah. Just get any, you know, residue off any, um, cleaner residue off right. from the feeder and, uh, yeah. So how, yeah. Make how it easy on yourself. So it, if the bird feed that's in there starts to mold, how, I mean, how life threatening is that mold to birds? Well, uh, it can be devastating to certain, um, you know, like finches, for example. I mean, that's where they say, you know, that conjunctivitis uh, starts popping up. Hmm. And that spreads so rapidly is part of the problem there. So, and and we find, you know, mold, okay, so we have a, a whole line of feeders that have a, a, an antimicrobial that's built into the feeders, okay? So, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, you can buy, you know, shoes with linings that have antimicrobial. Everything seems to have it these days. But we do have a nice line that um, is going to hinder the growth of mold and mildew and that type of thing. Now, that's not to say you don't still clean your feeders, but it's going to help. And we find it especially helpful with thistle. I think thistle feeders are probably the one feeder where we see the most amount of mold and mildew and that is not a good thing for any because finches love thistles so you know that kind of goes hand in hand um so yeah definitely keep them clean keep your feed your seed fresh it's very important and we're talking about thistle that's not thistle seed like what's growing along the expressways that you know is an invasive (laughs) weed this is something totally different right Right. Uh, it's Niger. It's coming in from either Ethiopia or India, and it is um, not the same. Um, it has the shortest shelf life of any bird food out there, and that's something we see a lot where people say, my, my finches aren't eating from my thistle feeder anymore. And the first question we ask is, how old is your seed? We don't encourage people to buy a lot of thistle at any one time. Really? Finches are very... They're local migrators. Finches move to where they're going to find the most natural food. So they're going to move here and there throughout, you know, throughout the year. And if they move from your yard after having, you know, consuming uh, your feeder all in one day and then they move and then you're stuck with, you know, thistle that 
um, as soon as that oil dries up, the the finches say, "No, I'm not going to eat it." So, so, yeah, so when you're re- so in, as a retailer and you're stocking thistle seed and you're you're, you're yes. do you have to watch watch the date on that as well? I would assume. I mean, yes. obviously, you're hoping you sell it quick enough that you're turning it, but. We do. I yeah. mean, we make sure. I know exactly, you know, how much thistle we're going to go through, um, you know, week to week. We see the changes. Like right now, we're going through much more thistle right now because goldfinch are our latest micro, our latest nesters. So they finished up nesting in July, August, and then the males start to molt, right? Mm-hmm. So the males are going to change from their bright yellow to their rather dull kind of olive color, same as the female. Well, in that process, they use up a lot of energy and need to eat much more. So this is the time of year when um, the thistle feeders are very, very active. Uh, so we go through more. But that's still, again, they're local, they're local migrators. I'm not going to encourage anybody to buy. You know, if you buy more than five pounds at our store, we're going to say, hey, you know, you think you're going to go through that? Maybe, maybe you can wait. Um, we really do encourage people to buy less. Talking with Monica Brubaker, she's our wild-winged wonder from Wild Birds Unlimited. Your website, of course, is? WBU.com slash Westchester or Springboro. So, you know, and it's really good to hear that you would advise people of that because I would, you know, those are things that unless you're really into birding, you would have no idea. Um, and that's that, again, is like, you know, we talk about local independent garden centers and they're being the pros. That's where somebody like Wild Birds Unlimited, again, you guys are the pros. You train, you're all birders, you all yeah. know, and you can advise as folks are coming in how to feed the birds seasonally as we move through the different seasons, what's here and what's not, and, of course, like with the thistle seed as well. Absolutely. I mean, that's what we pride ourselves on is 90% of, you know, what we do is just simply educate people. You know, There's so many issues. Oh, there is. Yeah. I, I, you know, and again, that's the, and you, you are always there so that you can hand out the vice. We come back to you, call you, go to your website, whatever, and you can continue to, to help walk us through this whole thing, which you do for us here on our radio show, which we of course uh, appreciate very, very much. Um, got a couple minutes here before we take our first break. Answer mm-hmm. me this. I, I've been to a couple trade shows over the last couple of weeks. And of course it seems like everybody's mm-hmm. brother all of a sudden is into the bird. I mean, birding is pretty hot right now. <laughs> And seems to be yeah. getting into the yeah. birding business, and I, you know, you look at all the different mixes of bird feed out there, and um, you know, w- you know, in general, obviously, Wild Birds Unlimited does a great job with with your mixes and all, top of the line. But if folks are out there looking and they're not at Wild Birds, what what are they looking for so that they know they're not getting the feed that when you put it out there, the birds are just going to start going cheap, 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 <laughs> and, and throwing exactly. it all out yeah. on the ground. Yes, and that is grain product. Um, grain product. Look, you know, look on the label. I mean, they're, they're they're all labeled, and that first ingredient is the one that has the most in the bag. So you don't want any grain product listed. But oftenly, it just does say grain, grain product, or Milo. Milo is the little red BB um, that we. It's a filler. Okay, these are all fillers that birds do not eat but it plumps up the bag and makes it look like you're getting a great value when you're not. So grain product and Milo. Millet is another one that, I, that I, I'm hesitant about just because um, millet is a grain product. A lot of birds will eat millet, but you can get inundated with a lot of house sparrows um, and morning doves, like we're talking droves of them to where they're, you know, they're consuming 
all the food at your feeders and not making room for your others that you really want to see. So a light millet mix is okay, but you don't want it as the first couple ingredients. So you're looking for, you know, black oil, sunflower. Uh, You're looking for peanuts. Um, Safflower is good. Um, Those are the high-protein, high-fat foods that the birds need for their energy. And if I'm walking through a uh, store and I'm picking up some Band-Aids and some aspirins and a few other oddball things, and I happen to see a display in the middle of the uh, aisle, and it's a 50-pound bag of bird feed for uh, (laughs) $4.99. Yeah, just keep walking, please. keep on moving. Such a waste. Leave it sit in the pile because it is a waste of your money and your time. And who knows how long those have been sitting around. I mean, you know. That's that's the other thing is that they could be sitting there for a very long time, and then, you know, the oils and all the good stuff dries up, and it's just no good. Yeah, she don't is, waste your money. She is our wild-winged wonder. She is Monica Brubaker from Wild Birds Unlimited. We'll take a quick break. We come back. A lot more of foul language with Monica here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Got gardening questions? Ron has the answers at 1-800-823-TALK. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Hey, Gary Selvin here for Roto-Rooter Plumbing and Water Cleanup, where first-year service technicians without prior experience earn great pay with excellent benefits. Roto-Rooter will train you on the job, and as you gain skills, you'll make even more money. Now, these are good family-supporting jobs that don't require a college degree or the student loan debt that comes with it. Learn more about high-paying, life-changing jobs in the plumbing trade at rotorooter.com careers. Hi, Ron Wilson here for Onkers, a natural pain reliever handmade in the USA since 1982. Aids the body's natural healing process, eases pain from a variety of aches, sore muscles and joints, arthritis, cold, sinus, allergies, flu, headaches, and so much more. I've been using Onkers for years to help relieve my aches and pains, especially my sore feet. To order or find a retailer near you, visit Onkers.com. That's U-N-K-E-R-S.com. Get yourself Onkered. Hi, it's Gary Selvin here. Are you tired of looking at your drab outdoor concrete surfaces will cover your dull concrete and transform the look of your home in a weekend. You can use Roller Rock, a rollable stone coating from Dyche Coatings. Roller Rock is a tough stone coating you can apply by using a roller and brush to dramatically improve the surface all around your home or business with a real stone finish that lasts. Roller Rock comes in 15 colors, so go and plan your next project at DycheCoatings.com. Gutter Brush is the simple gutter guard I've used and recommended for years. It's easy. Just slide the three-foot sections of gutter brush into your gutters and leave them there all year round to keep your gutters flowing. And right now, they're having their big fall sale, 25% off and free shipping when you order direct at gutterbrush.com. The average cost for most homes is projected to be around two, 300 bucks. Visit gutterbrush.com or call 888-397-9433. Prevent clogged gutters, save 25% off and visit gutterbrush.com.
Welcome back here in the Garden with Ron Wilson. Our wild winged wonder is with us this morning. Monica Brubaker, talk a little bit of foul language, uh, always henpecking us, uh, talking about those birds and taking care of your wild birds out there and then what's the best feed and all that. Don't forget Wild Birds Unlimited, of course, on your website again. WBU.com slash Westchester or Springboro. And Monica and her great, uh, all her birding experts there are always available to help answer all your questions and guide you through whatever is necessary. So, uh, who's moving through right now? I mean, you, you talked about the finches are going to move on. Who else is coming through? Well, the finches do stick around. They just change the colors. They change, yeah. That's right. Well, they, um, you're right. They, they change colors, so you don't really notice them as much in the winter. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're local. I mean, like I said, local migrators, like robins. Robins are another local migrator, right? Sometimes you see them, sometimes you don't. Right. So they're moving to to the food sources, but uh, it, it looks like it's a, a good eruption year, uh, which means well, good for us, maybe bad for the north. But up north, when the, um, the 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 seed growth isn't quite what the birds need, they start heading south. Um, I had a red-breasted nuthatch at my feeder um, just the other day. I saw him. I was very excited. It's one of those little things that, as a birder, you see something a little different. Um, we have the white-breasted nuthatch here year-round, mm-hmm. but the red-breasted comes down, um, and they like, again, high-fat, high, high-protein. High so they're eating – what they eat is mostly pine nuts off the pine trees um, up north, um, but they love, you know, the black oil sunflower chips without the shell, and they love um, the peanuts as well. Um, they're coming through. Juncos are going to start showing up. Watch your ground. You know, watch the ground. They're they're big ground feeders. Uh, as soon as it gets cold enough, it's going to get what? How cold there tonight? Uh, I, I'm up east again. In, in the fifties. So in the fifties. In, okay, so yeah, but once you know it starts getting towards that freezing point, um, definitely watch for your juncos because they're going to be hanging out. They like um, they like thistle again. Big ground feeders. A little bit of millet is fine. Like I said. Um, Hey, we still have our hummingbirds, so please keep your hummingbird feeders out. Um, we definitely want to keep those out, you know, I say until at least mid-October, and I know that, you know, we encourage the bees to, you know, take part sure. uh, in the nectar, so um, that's definitely uh, something to consider. Um, what else? Well, you're seeing, yeah, you're seeing the starlings flocking, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Their, I started seeing that just this past week. You know, all of a sudden in a yeah. in a lawn, you'll see five hundred of them. Obviously, there's yes. they found something there that the you know grubs or whatever it may be that they're going after. Right. How do right. they? Ta- I mean, obviously yeah. they can talk to each other. That's where the foul language comes in. But they can talk to each other and say, <laughs> "Guess what I found?" Because you need these flocks of them all over the place. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The murmurations. I love watching starlings. Murmurations. In the winter where. Right where they're flying and they're just undulating through the sky and they, they, it's like radar, you know, they're just so in tune to what the other is doing closest to them that they move so beautifully together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, they can drop, they can drop anytime they can drop in your yard and then it's not so nice to have no murmuration in your yard. No. Um, but yeah, that's the time. Of, it's the time of year. Um, we also start, you know, hearing reports and people talking about seeing more hawks, you know, in their yards mm-hmm. um, as the leaves drop. That's what happens. They start seeing your feeders, and oh, so yeah. they're going to start coming in. 
and they do eat birds um, too. And so you want to keep, uh, you know, some some of your lower growth plants nearby so that the birds have a place to hide and run to. Important um, there if you're if you're going to be serious about birding, just like with uh, taking care of the pollinators, got to provide them a little bit of protection in your landscape as well, whether it's evergreens or large shrubs, small yeah. trees that they can get into and get away from uh, predators. Predators, exactly. Got about a minute exactly. to. And- about a minute to go here. Uh-huh. Uh, is there anything in our feeders that we be, should be shifting to right now, or are we? How are we? I mean, um, you know, generally, again, it's you know, it's a slower time in the feeders just because there's so much out there in nature, mm-hmm. and they're going to be caching, right? They're going to be taking whatever they can, and they're going to be hiding it. So continue with the high fat, high protein foods. Always black oil, sunflower, and peanuts. Those are the you know. The top two, for sure. And if birds poop on something and you need to get it off, there's a special product that takes care of that, and it's appropriately called... Poop off. Poop off. Yes, poop off. Yep, fabulous product. Takes care, of the, takes care of the bird poop, and you can find it at Wild Birds Unlimited. Monica Brubaker, always a pleasure. I understand you're grandmoying it this weekend, so uh, enjoy that grandchild. Yes, have a have a oh, good time. Two grandchildren now, oh, yes. Two grandchildren now, so enjoy Ooh, yes. both of those grandchildren. Girl. All right, good for I you. Will. Thank All right. you. Always, always fun. Take care. Yes, thank All right. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Talking foul language with Monica Brubaker's Wild Birds Unlimited. Always do such a great job. We're going to take a quick, quick break. Another one of our fun guests that we have on our show on a regular basis, Peggy Ann Montgomery. She's going to come on because it's time to be planting those spring flowering bulbs. Got some tips on that. Stenson plotting. That's where we learned about Stenson plotting. We're going to talk about how do you, what about the critters? How do we protect our bulbs against critters? And a whole lot more here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Your garden growing. Call Ron now at 1 800 823 Talk. You're listening to In the Garden with Ron Wilson. Well, as there begins to be a little chill in the air, let me tell you about White Lightning Optima. It's a premium hybrid sealant. It's great for the fall time of year or year-round application. Perfect around windows and doors. White Lightning Optima has superior all-weather resistance and flexibility. It's paintable and water-ready in 30 minutes. In fact, it can be applied down to zero degrees. It's also great on the inside for crown molding. White Lightning Optima. It's available at your local Menards. Go in and pick it up today. When it comes to dealing with rust, the folks at Blaster are all over with guaranteed ways to get at it. The original PB Blaster is the number one penetrant for breaking free rusted parts. Then there's the PB penetrating lithium grease that stays put and penetrates the rust every time. So no matter the rusty project in front of you, you got Blaster products behind you. Available at your local home, hardware, or auto parts store. And always use Blaster products and work it like a pro.
Welcome back here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Fun guest today. We're having fun guests today. Another one of our fun guests that we always enjoy having on. Talking about planting those spring bulbs, summer bulbs, fall bulbs. Well, she is our bulb lady. She happens to be Peggy Ann Montgomery of the website flowerbulbs.com. Is she is she is if you want to brighten up your you really brighten up your garden, Peggy Ann Montgomery, yeah, because she's very bright about how to put bulbs in and light it all up. She's with us this morning. Peggy Ann, good morning. Good morning, Ron. How are you? I am doing great. I didn't say uh, Hood Morgan, but I figured you would, <laughs> you would say Queen that. Morgan. There you go. I, lo- I love it when you say that. I like it when you talk to me like that. Talking about plant- <laughs> planting bulbs in the fall to light up that uh, spring garden. And today, of course, you got us going on a Stenson plotting. I mean, that's the, you know, now everybody, that's the big word. Uh, we all know Stenson plotting. Uh, but talking a little bit about, you know, a little bit more, let's talk more about planting bulb lawns. Okay, great. Well, planting bulb lawns is a lot like naturalizing, and that's planting bulbs that will um, come back every year, and they will multiply by themselves. And so you just get a bigger show every year. You plant it once, and you're done. And um, my husband and I are going to plant one um, in a couple of weeks in our front yard. And so what we're going to do is we're going to just mow the lawn really short. We're going to use a power planter to drill the holes put in about a thousand bulbs and then sit back and watch them all come up next spring. So what do you, okay. So when they come up and and, and two things, one, one is when you're done planting, you're going to use the same process. You're going to feed them uh, some kind of bulb food or whatever. How how does the feeding your lawn affect the bulbs? I'm assuming it doesn't. You know, it doesn't too much unless it's a very, you know, a lawn that, that where somebody uses a lot of fertilizer and a lot of, um, you know, um, other chemicals that might not be the best lawn for that. Yeah, so if you if you use weed killers in your yard, obviously this is not for you. Right, it's probably not. These are more for nature lovers. More for nature lovers. So then in the springtime, when these start to come up, how do we handle that as far as the lawn itself and the grass? I mean, we kind of give it one last little mowing and then let these come up and do their thing. And then once they're all finished, come back and mow again. How do, how do we handle that? Yeah, that's exactly right. So what we'll do is, you know, we'll let them come up and we've got about 10 different varieties. So they're going to flower in succession, probably starting here in Delaware in February and go through February, March and April. And then when the last ones are finished blooming and the foliage is starting to wither, then we just mow it like the rest of the lawn. Our bulb specialist, Peggy Ann Montgomery, is with us this morning. Website, flowerbulbs.com. We're talking about bulb lawns, planting them actually in your lawn, picking a site where it's uh, obviously low traffic, where a lot of pets and kids don't play, et cetera, et cetera, because you need to let those bulbs grow. Um, when we're looking at this also, kind of give me some general air. I mean, when we're planting bulbs, how much sun do most of these bulbs need? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, bulbs pretty much like full sun, you know, like six hours a day, but they'll tolerate partial shade. And you've got to remember, too, in the springtime, all of your deciduous shrubs and trees, um, you know, don't have their leaves. And so plants will get more sun than they would the rest of the year. So planting for naturalizing in shrub borders and under trees works perfectly. So, yeah, so if we can get like six inches, there's six inches, six hours of sunlight or so should be more than enough. And again, remember that those trees don't have their leaves until later in the season. So you're later in the uh, spring season. So you can pull that off in the situations like that as well. 
So you can you keep that in mind as well. And then, you know, we talk a lot about the the types of soils that we're growing in. Obviously, in our area, it's a, it's a lot of clay, et cetera, et cetera. Where does pH come into play when it comes to planting spring flowering bulbs? You know, bulbs prefer kind of a neutral pH. Um, and it's pretty average garden soil. They're not terribly fussy. And they work for most people. The only thing that's really going to hurt them is if they're in standing water. Um, the soil has to be well-drained or the bulbs could rot. Yeah, so you're not going to put them in a flat area in the lawn where it's going to have some water sit there when you get a heavy rainfall, which would kind of be... That's what you'd look for anyway whenever you're planting bulbs, no matter where you're planting them. They just won't take the wet soils. Right, right, right. Exactly. And so, and then planting times, when we're looking at planting these lawn bulbs, where we're going to get out and actually plant in our lawns, um, does it vary? I mean, like for us, we're a zone six. Uh, maybe we get a little bit of spots of fives here and there. I've always said get out and get your selection early uh, so that you, you can pick mm-hmm. up what you're looking for. I usually hold off to plant until we get into October and sometimes even in November. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely fine. And you're right about shopping early because, um, you know, bulbs will sell out. And if you want to get, you know, something specific, it is a good idea to to go ahead and buy them early. Um, but, yeah, October and November for your zone, zone 6 and 7, that would be the same here in Delaware, is just fine. And honestly, in a nice fall, we've been planting them in December. Yeah, you know, we we experimented one time. We found we purposely did this, uh, put some daffodils away and kept them cool, and didn't plant them until we got into January, February, just to see what would happen in our area. We didn't get much color. Uh, as a matter of fact, got very few flowers, but they did still come up planting that late in the season, which was crazy. <laughs> yeah. But for the most I part, know. we're looking October, November, and sometimes into December weather pending. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's better if you can do it in October and November because it's still warm enough and the soil is still warm enough to help those bulbs get established. They are going to put down some roots this winter, so they're not totally uh, um, asleep. So the warm soil will really help them get a good start. Talking with our bulb expert, Peggy Ann Montgomery. Always fun having her on our show. Of course, a great website to go to for more information is flowerbulbs.com. Let's take a quick break. We come back. So how do we plant to keep those rodents and garden munchers away from our fall uh, flower bulbs? We'll find out because she's got all the answers when it comes to bulbs here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Landscaping made easier with your personal yard boy. He's in the garden, and he's Ron Wilson. I can't emphasize enough the need to have a backup sump pump to prevent flooding, especially if you have a finished basement. Now, I really like Zoller's new 540 Flex Water Powered Backup. It takes over when the primary sump system fails. The Flex is given its name for the rotatable elbow that allows for either vertical or horizontal installation. No electricity or batteries protect your home from flooding. Ask your plumber to install the Zoller 540 Flex Water Powered Backup. For more info, visit ZollerPumps.com. We all have our limits when it comes to home improvement projects, we either don't have the time or maybe the knowledge to tackle that project, or maybe you're physically limited and can no longer climb ladders. Listen, when I get to one of those situations, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to Angie.com. 
There you'll find home professionals to help you do those projects, big projects like remodeling or smaller projects like hanging that big screen TV or cleaning out your gutters. Download the Angie app today to find your home professional or go to Angie.com. Welcome back. Want to light up your uh, landscape in the springtime, plant bulbs in the fall, and our bulb expert is with us this morning. She happens to be Peggy Ann Montgomery. A great website is flowerbulbs.com. So we want to get out there and plant these bulbs, or maybe we have in the past, but those doggone critters come along and just destroy everything we've planted. Tell us what to do. Oh, isn't that disappointing when that happens, Ron? Yes. It's, It's terrible. You know, there's a few things that you can do. For instance, when we're going to plant these bulbs in our lawn, what we're going to do really is just put chicken wire right over the top and pin that down. And that keeps anybody from squirrels or anyone else from digging in there. Um, that's a big help. You can also use something like um, Bonite has um, something that helps prevent them too. It's really just castor oil, so it's safe for pets and people um, and, and won't hurt anything. You can put that over the top and wash it in. Um and you can also just use bulbs that they really don't care for. Um, daffodils are something that most animals really will not eat. Um, so if you go to um, flowerbulbs.com, you can find lists there of plants that um, rodents really don't care for. And <clears throat> sometimes you can even sneak some tulips in, which are candy for deer and a lot of other animals. But if you plant them with a lot of other bulbs that they don't like, oftentimes they'll just leave them alone. Yeah, you know, you had mentioned that that to us a couple, probably a couple years ago, and and I always bring that back up when we're talking about it with other folks about planting. You know, I'd, I'd like to have just a few tulips out there, and I said, well, you know, Peggy and Montgomery said you got these big mass plantings of other bulbs that maybe the critters don't like. Slip a few tulips back in that planting, and a good chance that the deer and other critters may just keep right on going around that planting and not go after your uh, the tulips that are right in the middle. Yeah, that does work really well. And actually for the bulb lawn, we're going to be planting botanic tulips, the dwarf tulips, the very small ones. And so they'll just be part of this big flower show, and, and really the animals aren't going to leave them alone. So when you're doing this uh, this uh, yard plant, the, the lawn planting with your bulbs and that, um, <clears throat> I'm assuming you do a little homework as far as blooming time so that you can extend it, start it as early as you can and extend it as long as you can? Or do you just put a Duke's mix of all kinds of things together? I mean, do you mass plant? Do you just mix them up? How do you do that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, actually, what we're going to do is really just mix them up. And, but we're going to use um, a collection of bulbs that are going to start early. You know, um, winter aconites and snowdrops start very early. Mm-hmm. Um, so to crocus. And then they'll go over into the tulips and the... Um, grape hyacinths and they'll kind of keep going for a couple of months so you can again at the website you can look this up and and there'll be a list of bulbs that you can use and they'll flower in succession for really many weeks and you know i just mix them all up and then we drill the holes and throw them in and you get a very naturalistic um 
looking area planting that way. You know, when you're digging the holes, and, and, and two things I'm going to ask you here. One is, uh, when you're digging the holes, you had mentioned using a, a, a power power planter, and that's probably one of the best augers that's on the market today. Um, they do such, it a, they, and it, it makes it easy for you. And of course, they've got all different lengths, so you can you can get the shorter ones. You, if you can still bend over and work off your knees, or if you're like me, where you need to stand up a little bit more, they've got longer shafts, so you don't have to bend over quite as much. But when you're doing stuff like that, planting bulbs, especially this time of the year, or planting annuals in the spring or whatever it may be, those power planters uh, really save you a lot of time and a lot of uh, a lot of labor. Oh, Ron, I wouldn't even begin this project without a power planter, to be perfectly honest. And you're right about the different sizes. If I'm by myself, I use a very short one so that if I'm on my knees, you know, I can use both hands and, and, and dig that way. But together, when we're planting together with my husband, we'll use a very long one. And then somebody can be standing up drilling the hole so it's easy on their back. And somebody can just crawl along and drop the bulbs in and cover them up with soil. It goes so fast, you wouldn't believe it. I just um, planted garlic in my vegetable garden with a power planter. Oh, yeah. And seriously, I put in 50 cloves, and it probably took about five minutes. Yeah, just zip, zip, zip. I, I, you know, I, I, for, that's a great way to use those. I also encourage folks, when you're trying to add more organic matter to existing beds, like an existing perennial bed or existing landscape bed, rather than just top dressing with compost and mulch, is to take something like the power planter and go through the smaller diameter and go through and just drill holes down about you know, 10 or 12 inches and backfill those with some kind of a compost or rotted manure or whatever. It's a great way to incorporate organic matter back into the soil with existing plantings. Oh, it is. That's a wonderful idea because top dressing is wonderful, but it takes a long time. And by doing it the way that you're talking about, it really gets that organic matter in deeply, and you'll have a much better soil um, and much easier to work. Another great way to pamper your worms, as I always say. Keep those, <laughs> keep those worms happy. So when you're planting your spring flowering bulbs, do you do you use any kind of uh, bulb food or anything like that, or you just go put them in, backfill, and you're done? Well, you know what I do? Because I just think it's like a little bit of insurance. So we're going to use... Um, an organic bulb fertilizer, and we're going to put just a little bit of that into the hole um, and then put the bulbs in there so that that is available to them as soon as the roots start to grow. If you didn't use an organic bulb fertilizer, they would probably still grow too. But if you're going to put in, you know, spend that money on the bulbs and spend that time, um, I think it's a good idea to have some insurance and make sure they're as happy as they can be. Now, a lot of the bulbs that we're talking about have a point to them, and in most cases it's point up when you're planting. Yeah. But what happens if I drop one in the hole and it winds up being point to the side or point down? Am I? Is it finished? No, no, not at all. Actually, they're very clever, and no matter which way you put them in the ground, they'll come up. <laughs> Because some of the and some of those smaller minor bulbs, you can't, you know, if you don't know what you're looking for, it's kind of hard to tell what's the top and what's the bottom. Oh, it is, and we're going to be planting a lot of these little tiny ones, and so that's that's definitely the case. But that's one thing you don't have to worry about; they'll just be fine. So once you're finished planting, you put your bulb food in, you, you you put the soil back in, which by the way, the power auger grinds it all up for you, so it's nice and easy to work with as far as the backfill. Rake everything yep. all out. Then you do set up just like planting trees and shrub. You make sure those things are really watered in well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, this is really nice. One nice thing about bulb lawns, too, is it's very low on inputs. Usually the fall 
rain will take care of it. So if you water it in well after you plant it, make sure all that soil is snug and tight around those bulbs. That's usually all you have to do. You know, we, we generally get more rainfall in the fall, and that will kind of take care of it. And then they're settled in and ready to go for next spring. Let me ask you this, Peggy Ann Montgomery, and, of course, the great website is flowerbulb.com. Do you, ever, do you do bulbs in containers as well? Oh, we do. <clears throat> um, we're, we're, we're bulb crazy at our house. We have, <laughs> honestly, thousands and thousands. I would expect and that. I, <laughs> we, uh, we do put some in containers, and, you know, they're just so nice to have in the springtime. We did a whole bunch with daffodils last year, so when they started to come up, we were able to share them with, like, my mother-in-law and our aunties and friends, and it's just so nice to bring somebody a pot of gorgeous, beautiful flowers, and they last, you know, for quite a while that way. Get out to your local independent garden store, says Peggy Ann Montgomery right now. you got a great selection of spring flowering bulbs to choose from. You can do uh, lawn planting. You can do container planting. You can uh, stencil plant and do all kinds of mass plantings in the woods, at the edge of the woods, uh, whatever. But get out, light up your landscape next spring by planting spring flowering bulbs now. Takes a little bit of homework, but uh, get your power power uh, planter out there, and it makes it a lot easier for you when you get it all planned out. And of course, October, November, two great months for doing that as well. And again, a great website, flowerbulbs.com. Peggy Ann Montgomery, it's always fun having you on the show. Thank you, Ron. It's always nice of you to have me. I appreciate it. You have a great weekend. All right, take care. Peggy Ann Montgomery, again, flowerbulbs.com. And this is the time to be getting your selections, getting ready to plant. Uh, and uh, do it in October. And the power planters, you'll find them at your local garden centers. You can go on websites. As a matter of fact, remember we had them on our show last week talking about the great thing that they're doing right now with uh, Heidi's Hope Box. Um, but the truly the best, I think the best power auger is, are the power planters uh, available in the market today. Got about a minute to go. So let's see if he's still awake. Dick, good morning. Well, good morning, Brian. There How he is. I'm great. How are you? How's Danny? Danny is doing great. He's shaking his head, thumbs up. He's having a great time this morning. Oh, I, I, I just wanted to tell you, Thursday night, I was so, I went through every channel and I couldn't get no Browns on TV. Couldn't get the Browns. And and you know why, yeah. right? Yeah, Spectrum. I mean, it was Amazon. <laughs> it was on Amazon. Because I was doing the same thing. I got. I did. I just wanted to see what the score was, and I'm flipping yeah. through, and I'm going, "Wait a second! I know there was a game tonight. What is the deal here?" And I finally figured it out. So I'm telling you what, Ron. They look pretty good the way I I saw them on the computer. They're going to be okay. We they know look what? pretty good. I happened to be in Cleveland this week with a friend. We were doing a trade show up there, and she happened to wear her Bengals shirt the second day that we were there. And everybody, of course, was on her about, you know, this is Brown's territory. But yeah, every, yeah. everybody was very complimentary about the Bengals quarterback. Yeah. They all you brought know. up Joe Burrow. They said, one thing for sure, you guys have a heck of a great quarterback. Yeah. You know, the thing of it is, uh, I just felt so sorry because the line isn't protecting, but I don't like this 0-2 and two and, boy, tomorrow. I, I predict we're going to win tomorrow, about three points. Well, hopefully that line will get it together. He doesn't seem to be too concerned. I mean, that's the way he is, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see what but, happens. Uh, All right. I'm well, still play, I'm playing a lot of music. Keep playing the music, Dick. Always good talking to you. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Take care. 
And we were up in Cleveland this week, and uh, of course, being Cincinnati based, uh, the Browns and the Bengals always been a great rivalry there. Um, but uh, up in Cleveland, and I tell you what, when I stand there at the we where we were the convention center and all, and of course their stadiums right on the lake. You look out, you're looking across that lake, it just makes you feel cold because you just know in a couple months, a few weeks here actually, that lake effect starts to happen up there in Cleveland, and boy, just I could just see that snow and wind and ice coming across that lake. Whew. Maybe chilly just out there looking at it, or maybe being in Cleveland made me chilly too. Nah, I'm just kidding. All right, quick break. We come back. Phone lines are going to be open for you. 800-823-8255. Don't forget our website. It's ronwilsononline.com. Facebook page in the garden with Ron Wilson. And it's all happening right here in the garden with Ron Wilson. can help at 1-800-823-TALK. This is In the Garden with Ron Wilson. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.